Hey there, this is Lewis Johnson taking my love of sports into the world of esports. So I'm breaking down what's happening in the esports industry, talking with great guests, influencers, and tracking their personal and professional journeys to see how all of that has influenced where they are now. And in the end, I hope you're inspired. And so with that, welcome to All In With Esports. Yep, yep, back again, another edition of All In With Esports. Hope everybody's doing well, staying healthy, keeping busy, gaming, whatever else is happening in life, whatever it is, I hope it's going well. We are definitely busy on this end with lots of original content continuing to come your way. Of course, you can always listen to this and other podcasts found at esportsfpn. We're all there. We've got multiple episodes there. I think I'm 22, 23 deep, and we've got so many other great hosts who have some great stuff there. So make sure you check it out, Esports FPN, and you'll see the list of all of our shows, two or three more new ones coming along soon. And we're excited about all the growth happening at MAP Esports Network. All right. So this episode, we're going to dive right into it with a special guest who is tearing it up in Fortnite. How many of you all out there are Fortnite uh, lovers are playing a lot of that? Well, you're going to listen to this uh, young man and hopefully you get some inspiration and uh, hear a story about a young guy in high school who was who was doing great on the West Coast. The last time we looked, I actually had to confirm this. He's in the top 10. We're not quite exactly sure what the number is in the top 10 on the West Coast of the United States, for those of you listening somewhere else. So clearly, when you get that big, uh, things are going well. And of course, you want to continue to prove. So I thought it would be a great time to bring back somebody who was on with me before as a special guest host, someone who knows gaming inside and out, a previous guest who is now part of our esports family here at MAP. She has her own show coming soon. Looking forward to hat that. And of course, in Germany, so six or seven hours ahead of us. What is it? Good evening, Harley Parks. How you doing? I'm I'm doing. It's <laughs> I think it's uh, yeah, seven hours ahead of Central. So yeah. Right, right, right. Well, it's great to have you back. And for those of you who didn't get to listen to our episode, great discussion. I learned so much. Just go back into my archives and look for a show with myself and Harley Reaper Parks, the CEO and founder of Bear Claw Sports. A busy, busy lady, too busy for an almost 17-year-old. It's unbelievable. Almost 18. Almost 18. Look at that. You're growing, you growing so fast, we can't keep up with you. Okay. <laughs> so, Harley, before we welcome our guest in, uh, why don't you just give everybody a little refresher on what Bear Claw is and what you're up to in the global sports uh, industry kind of every day. And I'm just going to unplug, go to the restroom and come back because it'll be like 10 minutes for you to explain all the stuff you're doing. I mean, you're just too busy. So what, what's going on with you every day? Well, so, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest here. There, here we go. Tell, be honest. <laughs> Bear Claw is doing way too much for me to keep up. I mean, we already have one of our guys going down to Brazil already to open up a production studio. So it's just getting, it's growing way too fast, way too quick for me to handle. And, and now it's even going to the the position of they want to do, and my, my, all my C-level officers want to do multi-domain esports entertainment and in, including all these different you know, aspects of entertainment into esports. And I thought mm-hmm. it was like, these guys are insane, but you know, I do love, I love all my C-level officers. I love all the people with me and pretty much Bear Claw is a global esports organization that looks to bring more into gaming and esports as a whole, you know, and breaking the barriers and making, breaking the boundaries of what has been done, what has been set and, you know, what is to come in the future. I, myself, you know, I have five different jobs and 
am getting very, very stressed. You know, I'm 17 stressing like a 30 year old because I want to be a millionaire before the age of 25. Okay. So, I mean, that that's kind of the the goal that we're, we're set for ourselves. Well, we that I've set my, for myself. So, you know, I mean, I'm doing eat mappy sports, bear claw, nerdies out on the West Coast in San Fran. I'm doing ASEAN Youth Organization and Medusa Esports out in Malaysia. So it is insane. But that is pretty much a little bit of a background on me. And I've been doing this whole <laughs> CEO thing for a year, doing the gaming thing for like, oh, gosh, since I was like four. So, yeah, we're, we're doing. You are doing it. And I'm going to tell you something, Harley. I mean, some of us scratch our heads back here uh, stateside as we listen to you on meetings and, you know, the things you're talking about. We're like, how in the world is a 17 year old who's who is in high school, you know, doing all these things. I mean, where's your fun time? Where's your hangout with the girls time and whatever it is anyway, but you inspire us all. And we hope that you'll kind of keep yourself, you know, keep those guardrails up, make sure you get a little rest and uh, be ready to have fun conversations like this one. So we want to welcome in our guest from Los Angeles. His name is Kyle Sue. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. Well, we're happy to have you. So you are uh, big into Fortnite, and I am curious to know why Fortnite was your game and 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 what keeps you connected to that on the West Coast and just playing with whoever you're playing against. So like ever since like middle school, like Fortnite's been like a huge game and like a bunch of my friends like introduced me to it and like I like stuck with the game. Like it really like showed up to me. Like it like really made me very interested in like gaming as a whole and like I just started playing a lot and a lot getting better than most of my friends then like when competitive came I decided to like try my hardest and like try to make as much money as I could in competitive since I was already good yeah sounds like it I mean you are currently ranked somewhere in the top 10 on the west coast what do you think that means in terms of how many I have no no idea how many players are are, are gaming at your age level out there but to be ranked in the top 10 what does that mean so out of Hundred like about like a two hundred thousand people play on the West Coast competitively, mm-hmm. so it's like a pretty big like achievement for me this year. Awesome! And and how do they how do they do the ranking? Is that based off of a tournament, or is it kind of scoring multiple tournaments that will will give you that ranking? Oh, so it's scoring like multiple tournaments since we have like a lot of tournaments weekly, so it just scores it off that. Okay, that's great. You know, Kyle, when I was coming up uh, through high school, middle school and into high school, you know, traditional sports was my thing. So, you know, it was track and field and it was basketball, bad experience, football, not even a chance back to track and field where I found my foundation. But sports is not for everybody. Traditional sports. Were you playing anything traditional and is where esports where you found your kind of your footing, your foundation or or how has esports, what has it been for you as a young person? So I like first tried to like be like playing tennis and stuff but like I wasn't as good as other people since I didn't start at that young of age but Mm -hmm. I've been playing video games for a very long time so I've had the experience so then I just decided that esports is like a pretty new and like up and coming like thing and like I would try to like make I wanted to try and make my name in something new and like yeah of the esports industry Excellent. Yeah. And so really, this is I think during this pandemic, this has really been a chance for a lot of people to really spend more time playing. But, you know, the one thing I think you have to have, uh, I hope people have, is you have to have the support of your parents. One episode uh, ago before I was talking with an organization called COPE, they're the Coalition of uh, Parents in Esports. 
And they really spend a lot of time helping parents understand some of the values that you can get in esports and, and things like STEM and STEAM, you know, science, technology, engineering, math, all kinds. You're shaking your head, so you know what I'm talking about. What kind of support have you had from your folks with your gaming desires and time you spend on it in esports? So at the start, they didn't really like believe in me and like making like a lot of money. And then I like kind of proved myself in like a, an event, like one of the first events in Fortnite. Like I placed fifth in it and like made $800. And then there was like an upcoming World Cup, which had like a very large prize pool. My parents were like very supportive during that time. And so they wanted to try and see me go to like New York and compete for the $3 million prize. And like during high school, my freshman year, since I like, since my high school is like pretty difficult, they like didn't really want me to play as much. So right. I just chose to like take a break until like COVID hit. And then I decided to just keep playing during quarantine. And that's when I really like started making my name in the West Coast of Fortnite. Right, right. One other thing I think is really important you bring up is, is, is just the challenge we've all met during COVID, right? I work as a sports broadcaster and I've missed almost a year of working live sports events because they were canceled. When you're at uh, your age and some of your friends and you're in high school and suddenly you can't go to school every day and you're missing that just interaction with your friends, what has gaming meant to you to try and fill that void of not being able to go to school and be with your friends? What's that done for you? Well, gaming has like connected my friends and I like, since we just like play video games together now and like, I've met like a lot of people online, like through Fortnite that I like talk to like basically every day and like play with every day. And just like, it's really opened like a lot of social opportunities for me, even though I don't really get to see them in real life. Yeah, that's great stuff. I'm big also on 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 cultural connections, you know, with uh, traveling with sports television and even w- uh, e- eventually with gaming. I think it's so awesome to be able to meet people of other cultures. Have you been able to interact with people from other countries, other cultures different than you? And 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 how has gaming helped facilitate that? Oh, yeah. So I've like talked to a few like Asia pros in the Fortnite community and like I we've like seen our different strategies and like it's like kind of like strange to see how other people play from different areas of the world in Fortnite. And it just like interests me like to see how other regions play. Yeah. Yeah. Harley, for uh, you guys are of similar age and we think about gaming that, that he's doing where you, and then your business business side of things, when you're looking for people to put on teams, Harley, what kind of a skills are you looking for? What kind of folks kind of, what kind of some of the elements you look for to trying to fit people together for a successful team? So, well, I mean, it depends if they're coming on. Well, it depends on the game as well. You know, if you look at Fortnite, you know, you have trios, you have solos, you have duos. I mean, you got to look for chemistry, especially if it's a team. If they're coming in as a team, that's amazing because then they've come in with chemistry. You know, you don't have to teach anything. Most of the time you pick up people as teams because it's just easier. For a lot of other organizations, sometimes they don't have the time to look, you know, or, or the money to afford a team. And they have to, you know, build brick by brick, which is very, very hard because a lot of people, you know, try to play independent like they're the best thing in the world. When in reality, they may be great independently, but not great as a team. So personally, on my end, looking for people when I first was doing it myself, it was really look for teams with chemistry, people that had a passion, people that had a drive. You know, it didn't matter as much about the numbers all the time. It also mattered about their impact on their their fans, their impression, you know, to the other people. And as long as they're not in any drama, then we're good. That's pretty much what was, was very keen to me. And I know a lot of other organizations, especially big organizations are looking for those, you know, top 10 players, not just in regions, but also in, you know, their country. So really for 
trying to spot the best people. You just got to find those, you know, consistent top 10, top 20 players. You can't get the inconsistent ones. Yeah. Gotcha. And so Kyle, for you, you guys have done pretty, uh, pretty good at your high school. I mean, that's an understatement. You did great. I was reading this quote by your uh, cyber coach, Mr. Alan Stubblefield. Is he still the man? Yes. Okay. He said he was very, very proud to announce that his all service cyber team placed an unexpected first place in this year's uh, virtual cyber Patriots national. So what was that all about? So a cyber Patriot is like a cybersecurity tournament and like, mm-hmm. It's never really, oh no, last year it was online, but I didn't make the nationals for that. And this year I did make the nationals and it was just like a very new experience. Like, even though it was online, it was just like very different from the normal competitions I usually did. Yeah. So what was, what was so different about it and kind of give us a sense of what the uh, tournament, how it operated and how you guys were doing back and forth until you guys, you know, finished first. Oh, we placed fifth place. Oh, Uh, you were fifth. Okay. So what really happened it was just like very different there was like a red team which was trying to hack us during the tournament which like i've never seen before and we had to like keep services up on our like computers and that was like never seen before in the previous rounds and like nationals it's like really based on if you can keep a service running but the red team like tries to disable it for you so it's just like very complicated it's very hectic there's like like back and forth conversations because all of our systems are interconnected with each other. So if one goes down, the rest will go down. And it just like was very hectic and stressful, but I really enjoyed the experience. That's great. That's great. And we're talking about Troy High School, the Warriors, and you guys uh, did really great. Like I, you, you were correct. I just saw that I made a mistake there in fifth place. But there was a side note, of course, that you, uh, a member of that Open Cyber Patriot team, won a $5,000 prize in the National Fortnite Tournament. So tell us about that. So, so we basically qualified for the grand finals of our uh, region, which is the West. And it was like a two day tournament. I've qualified for like the past two previous grand finals. So I already had like some experience, but I've never done this well in one of the tournaments. Like I've placed like an average of like 25th place in like solos and then like seventh and I mean, 15th in trios. So I didn't really make a lot of money from that. But like in this tournament, it was two days. The first day we did like really bad. But the second day we really like showed up and like brought back or brought ourselves back up to the top. And like, we surprisingly made 5,000. I didn't think I was going to get that high on the leaderboard, <laughs> but it was kind of crazy. Yeah. That must've been great. So what'd your parents say when they, uh, they saw you win that, that type of money at this tournament, what was that like? Oh, they were like amazed since I've the most I've made, like since that was like a thousand dollars. And then like, they like really were amazed that I, managed to make 5,000 from a single tournament and they really want me to play the next one. And I'm hoping that I do as well as I did this time. Right. And, you know, it really brings up another important point is I think a lot of people are still trying to uh, figure out how to embrace esports and gaming. I'm talking about parents and children, you know, parents and students. And and I know as a parent myself, you know, you were thinking at some point about the opportunities for college scholarships or what have you, and can you earn money with debate or band or sports, whatever it may be, but here's esports. And so the, the one team had $3,500 in, in, in towards their college scholarship or education of their choice from Northrop Grumman and Cisco and another $5,000 annual scholarship renewable with Gannon University in, in Erie, Pennsylvania, if they chose to attend. So that type of money, and of course the 5,000 you won, there is real potential to earn real scholarship money. W- what does that mean to all of you at your age to do it in eSports? It really amazes me that I can like try and manage to try and pay off my college tuition just by playing video games and 
like it really like seems like a really good helper to like for my parents so I can just pay for myself without them needing to pay for me. Excellent. I do. I do see that. And so do you have an idea at this point what you want to uh, pursue for for uh, a degree or is it still too early to tell? I feel like I want to try and pursue in like the cybersecurity industry. Mm-hmm. And like I'm already getting an IT degree for my high school. So once I go to college, I'm probably going to try and get a computer science degree and try and get an internship at like a huge company and then like try and work for them later on and like try to pay off like most of my expenses with what I make from like video games. Man, that sounds like a great plan. Great plan. And, it, and you know, it, it's important. It's so important to have a plan to have an idea, even if it changes. I could tell you after many years um, in two different worlds as a professional athlete, as, as well as a commentator, you have goals and plans and either you reach them and then you restructure them, you raise them or things go differently than you expect and you find another way to make it happen. So it's great to just at least have a plan for sure. So what's it, what's your, what year are you now right now? Uh, I'm a sophomore right now. You're a sophomore, so you have two more years. What is your gut feeling on how much more esports will grow, especially post the pandemic, when things kind of get a bit more normal, we can kind of get back together and maybe have more tournaments in person. How do you think esports is going to affect your generation? Well, I feel like after quarantine, it's like, Esports is still gonna like grow and like be like still be like the best. Like Fortnite announced that they're gonna have like a World Cup, like a national World Cup again, since COVID's gonna be over. And those usually have like hundreds of million millions of dollars in the prize pool. And yeah. like, I feel like that will encourage more people to like try and keep playing to get to that goal of making that much money. Right, right. Sounds good. Uh, I want to ask uh, Harley something and then bring you back in on this too as well and talk a little bit about social media and the value and the importance of having social media. We were talking before uh, about the number of uh, followers you have versus impressions. You had like over a million impressions of people kind of taking a look at what you're doing, even though your Twitter followers are right around 2,500. Harley, how important is your social media interaction connected to your gaming exposure, what have you? So social media is huge. I mean, it plays a big part. It's what gets you known in the community, whether you're an organization, whether you're a player, it really does not matter. So for me, I mean, I do focus on impressions, but for me, I focus on engagement. And there's a big difference between having influence and then having followers. Like someone can have, you know, 5 million followers, but no one actually follows what they do. You know, they don't influence their people. They could just be, you know, posting stuff and people don't really care. So for me, it's the engagement, it's the influence one has, you know, if you're, let's say you only have a thousand followers, but you're getting 800 likes per tweet and all of them follow you religiously, you know, then that's awesome. I'd rather have that person than someone else with, you know, 40,000 followers with like what, maybe one, two likes per tweet, which I've seen. And it's like kind of baffling in my mind. So having that influence or having as many eyeballs as a million seeing these tweets and and liking them and interacting, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, it is very crucial because, you know, those people end up either buying something or those people end up becoming a fan. So like I said, social media is what plays a big part in esports and being that esports is all, you know, social media and, and all just online. Social media is the only way to really you know, get it and and get into it and know what is happening. You know, it's kind of its yeah. own little reality in itself. Yeah, it is. It I think that's a great way to put it. It's its own little reality in itself. Kyle, what can you take from that? Because if you've had over a million impressions on people checking out your play in Fortnite uh, there on the West Coast, uh, what can you learn or gain from what Harley just said and kind of apply it to to your brand and to building it? 
I feel like I should try and connect with my fans more on social media. I don't feel like I try to engage with them. And like, I kind of like, didn't like talk to them enough. And I feel like I've like lost a few likes on my tweets since I I haven't engaged with my fans as much as I should, Mm -hmm. but like, I feel like I should just try and like talk to them more, get them to like be more supportive of me. Like I have a few diehard fans, but most of the people that follow me on Twitter don't really like engage with me as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's good to hear what Harley had to say because it's great advice for somebody who's running teams and uh, you can pick that up and apply it to yourself and your team and, and, and maybe pass that along to some of the folks you play with in school or what have you to build uh, all of the following you guys have there. Here's a question I always love to ask people because I come from the Olympic sports world. Do you ever foresee maybe gaming getting connected with the Olympics or different or particular events within the Olympics? Or is there any interest at your age and your age group in the Fortnite community of even looking at that kind of stuff? I don't. I don't really know how like an Olympics would work in a like in a video game standpoint for Fortnite at least mm-hmm. since there's at least a hundred players per game, so it would be really weird to have like a hundred players playing in the Olympics. I feel like since yeah, but I mean I mean just in general with the Olympics connecting the game and yeah I, I get that for sure. Do you do you think that people would be interested in, in being having Olympic gaming? Do you think that could be of interest? I feel like it could be an interest for like smaller, like number of people games like Counter-Strike and like other games where it's just like six versus six. Mm -hmm. I could see that happening for sure. Okay, very cool. Always curious to know what that is since I spent a lot of time around there. As you get ready to go back to school, hopefully, what do you hope that your team can accomplish and and you can accomplish over your last two years of of, of being there? I feel like as I get back to school, I'm going to transfer more into being more of a social person, but... I'm still going to be playing my video games and stuff, like trying to make my money. But I feel like I, it's going to be like less of an, a focus for me until like a large like tournaments announce like a new World Cup or something. So I'm probably going to lay low and just like play a bit until like something like huge is announced. And then I'll like start playing as much as I do right now. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Harley, I'll give you the last question or last comment. Well, I don't even know where to go from here. Personally, Kyle, I see you're part of TRNL and I see that you've done a lot, you know, overall in your career. Since you do kind of want to stick with gaming, what would be your dream team or just your dream at the end of this whole gaming career to your peak? What's, what does your ideal peak of your gaming career look like? Like what team would be the best for you and, and what's your dream overall? My like dream is to get signed to like any like tier one like organization like right now like i feel like trnl is like a tier three tier two for uh west like i hope to get signed like a team like phase or like team liquid and i would have to like really prove myself like do really well in tournaments and like make a lot of content to like even get noticed by teams like that but that's like what i feel like would be the peak like me doing really well in like basically every tournament making content like pretty much every week trying to grow my social media presence and like I feel like that helped me get signed to a large team like Team Liquid or like Face. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, Harley, thank you so much. Uh, It's great to catch up with you. And Kyle, man, we wish you the best. We appreciate some time to catch up. And I want to send out a shout out to you and, of of course, to uh, Troy High School, to the Warriors, and hope you guys continue to do well in all of your individual and team gaming uh, opportunities. Yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Like, you you are welcome. You're welcome. And that was Kyle Sue, who is 
Um, a gamer, Fortnite, top 10 West Coast from Los Angeles, Troy High School. Shout out to all you guys at the Warriors. Keep it up. We want to know what you guys are doing. We'll keep following you. And again, thank you to Harley Parks, CEO of Bearclaw Gaming, part of our, our Map Esports family. And of course, look for her show coming up soon. And uh, thanks to all of you guys for listening to another episode of All In With Esports. You know, I surely appreciate it. Once again, a shout out to Aaron, Sia, and AJ at Innovation Media Enterprises, taking care of all of our podcasting duties and getting these shows to you. And I just want to remind you guys, don't forget to listen to all of our other outstanding shows. Listen to them all, every one of them, even the two or three new ones that are coming at Esports FPN. All right. So everybody take care. I appreciate you being with me. And once again, I hope you've been inspired. You young people keep playing, finding ways to get that STEM and STEAM and activity uh, going and get that college scholarship money being built like Kyle is doing. And if you're doing it, let us know about it here at Map Esports Network. Okay. All right. That's a wrap. See you guys next time on All In With Esports and we'll talk soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to All In With Esports. Now, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast channel. And we would love to hear from you about this or any other shows on the Esports Future Eye Network. 